Welcome to another episode of Aghast at the Past, 1892. I have some breaking news to deliver on this last week of October. It has to do with James Trefethen, found guilty of Tina Davis's murder. Of course, if you've been following the show, you know the story well. Her body was discovered in the shallow water under a Massachusetts bridge at the very beginning of the year. James Trefethen, whom Tina Davis's mother testified had a relationship with her daughter and had been the one who had assumably gotten her pregnant as she had been with no other man, again according to Mrs. Davis, was ultimately convicted of murder. But in the meantime, his attorneys had been busy appealing the case, and it made its way to the state Supreme Court in recent weeks. Here is the latest on the story, as reported on by the Boston Globe, October 20th, 1892, pages 1 and 4. A new trial, granted to Trefethen by Supreme Court. Verdict of guilty set aside. The full bench of the Supreme Judicial Court, in a decision sent down this forenoon, has set aside the verdict in the case of James A. Trefethen, convicted of the murder of Tina Davis, and ordered a new trial. The court holds that the evidence of the medium, Sarah L. Hubert, as to statements made by Tina Davis, a short time before her death, should have been admitted. The opinion of the court is as follows. The principal exception in this case is to the refusal of the court to admit the testimony of Sarah L. Hubert. The exceptions recite that Sarah L. Hubert, a witness called in behalf of the defendant, testified that her business which she advertised in the newspapers, was that of a trance medium. That on December 22, 1891, in the forenoon, after 10 o'clock, a young woman called at her place of business in Boston for consultation. There was sufficient evidence to go to the jury of her identification as Deltina J. Davis. Upon objection being made, to the testimony of this witness, counsel for the defendants stated to the court, aside from the jury, that they offered to prove by this witness that at the interview on December 22nd, the young woman aforesaid stated to the witness that she was five months pregnant with child and had come to consult as to what to do, and added later in the interview that she was going to drown herself. The court refused to admit the testimony, and the defendants duly accepted. The exceptions also recite that the evidence offered in behalf of the Commonwealth was wholly circumstantial, intended to show that on December 23, 1891, Deltina J. Davis left her home in Everett at about 7 o'clock in the evening and was last seen on the corner of Ferry Street and Broadway, 
which is near her home in Everett, at about 25 minutes of 8, the same evening. On December 10, 1892, her dead body was found in the Mystic River, a short distance below the Wellington Bridge, about three miles from her home. There were no marks of violence on the body when found, nor was there any evidence that poison had been administered, nor did her clothing show any signs of violence. The physicians called in behalf of the Commonwealth testified that the cause of death was drowning, and that, from the stage which digestion had reached, death occurred between two and one-half and three and one-half hours after the deceased had eaten her last meal. There was evidence that the deceased ate her supper about five o'clock on the evening of December 23rd, and that the partly digested food found in her stomach corresponded with that which it was testified she ate at that meal. The deceased was unmarried, and at the time of her death was pregnant with a male child, and was about five months advanced in the state of pregnancy. The defendants contended and argued, without objection, that all of the evidence introduced in behalf of the Commonwealth was reasonably consistent with the theory that the deceased came to her death by suicide. There was evidence in the case tending to negative the circumstances relied upon by the Commonwealth and to support the theory of suicide. The same paper in the next article reported James Trefethen's reaction to this new news. James A. Trefethen was seen at the East Cambridge Jail this morning immediately after the Supreme Court decision was rendered. When the reporter visited the jail, ex-Governor Long, Trefethen's counsel, had just asked one of the officers in charge to be taken to Trefethen's cell. Captain Fisk, who has charge of the prisoner, had just made his appearance at the time, and when informed of Mr. Long's visit and wish to see Trefethen, the latter was brought into his office. Ex-Governor Long greeted Trefethen in his pleasant way and told him that he had some good news for him. They then sat down and Governor Long informed him of the decision. Trefethen looked him in the face and with a smile said, I expected it, but it has come very sudden on me. Mr. Long and Trefethen then went into a private office where they chatted together for about 10 minutes. Captain Fisk then informed the reporter that he, Trefethen, would like to see him and asked Mr. Long if he had any objection. The ex-governor said that he would be pleased to have Trefethen give the public any news he wished. The reporter stepped up to Trefethen and was received with a warm shake of the hand and was offered a seat. Trefethen said, I'm glad you have come to see me as I am ready and willing to give the press and public any information I possibly can as they have treated me fairly since I was arrested on the serious charge. The reporter then asked him if he was surprised at the result. And he replied, I was not. 
It was just what I expected. I have not worried about the case in the least since my trial. When I came here, I weighed 142 pounds and have gained considerable flesh in the nine months I have been here. I would like to know what I weigh now, said he. And just at that moment, Captain Fisk entered and Trefethen was taken to the scales and tipped the scales at 154 pounds. He returned to the office with a smile and said, I have gained 12 pounds. Mr. Fisk has treated me well since I came into the institution, and I am very thankful to him for his kindness. Ex-Governor Long was interviewed and said, I have always been confident that the court would grant a new trial, and that was the opinion of the profession in general. I have always been convinced that there was no evidence on which he could be properly convicted Nothing will be done now until the government takes some action. More on this case in the coming weeks. Until next time.